Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we'll play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, how you doing, girl? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, good. Hopefully living it up in Los Angeles, California, but I'm here with you at the moment (laughs) because we have to talk about our girl, Emily, in Paris, because we are going to recap season two. How do you say two in French? Duh. Season duh. Which girl? 10 brand new half hour episodes dropped on Netflix on December 22nd. And this show has remained in Netflix's top 10 since then. What I love about this show is it was so hated (laughs) during season one in terms of people like watching it, but so many critics and people being like, what is up with this show? It's trash, but everybody's watching it. So it's almost like the little engine that could, because as I talked about at the end of our show last week, seasons three and four, it's already been confirmed that they've been renewed for over at Netflix. Yeah. Season three and under quatre. <laughs> oh, that's different. I've obviously never heard four in French before. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I have a complicated relationship with Emily in Paris, <laughs> Ashley. Um, as our listeners from the very beginning, <laughs> her part one and two, or part un and deux. It continued for season two for me. It did. <laughs> well, before you get into that, I just want to say that as Delora mentioned, and I mentioned, we recap this back in 2020 in November. We yes. recap season one, two parts. It is it is still one of our most popular titles. So again, people yes. love this show. Yep. And it is now Golden Globe and Emmy nominated. Believe it or not side eye yes (laughs) so let me go back and give you guys the quick summary which is Chicago marketing exec Emily Cooper got sent to Paris to provide an American perspective at a recently acquired marketing firm in Paris Savoir creator writer Darren Starr still on board of Sex of the City and Younger Fame and our main cast is back led by Lily Collins still serving as a producer I will not go back through the list, but newcomers in season two, we have Lucien Leviscount as Alfie, we have Kevin Diaz as Benoit, and we have Jinwan Mao as Etienne. Both of them are band members of Mindy, which we will get into. So mm-hmm. reviews, Delora, Rotten Tomatoes, 67% critic score, 38 percent audience score but good old google users y'all always saving the day 91 percent of y'all fuck with it delora in our previous recap you originally in part one because girl i went back and listened 
you Ooh, originally look at you doing your homework i know and let me tell y'all our episodes ran so long we so appreciate our ogs who stuck Thank with you. us from the very beginning we were figuring things out you we know were. we were we were green but it was cute um your original grade for part one was a c plus and then you changed it after part two because remember you only watched the first five episodes and then you went yeah, and I finished it Yes. You ended up with a B minus. So give me your grade for season two of Emily in Paris. All right. So my grade is based on the following. Emily is annoying AF. Okay. (laughs) She is not a very likable protagonist for me. I don't know how she's bagging all these dudes. I'm not seeing it. I was disappointed in the fashion this season. It has, it had gone down a lot for me there were mm. like literally only two outfits that i were like oh, okay mindy Same. though mindy came with the fire okay i'm like that body suit Girl. everything everything, everything. body okay we see y'all here ashley so with that being said it is such an easy watch and i watched it twice <laughs> I still give it a C plus. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't, I didn't enjoy the evolution of some of the characters relationships. It was kind of, it was kind of hard for me. So that's where I am. I am so looking forward to talking to you about this because your tone has not changed much from our previous season. I can tell you that. Yep. My grade, <laughs> however, has improved. I gave it a B for season one. I give it a B plus for season oh, two. Let me tell okay. you guys why. Ooh. Season two may not be an improvement in fashion, but if you guys remember, I wasn't a fan of the fashion in season no. one either. But what has improved for me is Emily in terms of her overall getting her footing in the city and not seeming as bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ooh-la-la, I don't know what's going on type of land that it felt like she was living in in season one, which again, I said, I thought Darren Starr was going to try to do. The ignorance was was very high in season one. Yeah, it was was tame. She definitely was getting her footing and I appreciated it. And obviously, Mindy was my favorite in season one she remains my favorite in season two so i love the expansive role that she had in this season yes so it's a b plus for me so spoiler alert guys let's get into the good good now i know i kind of went in depth in season one we went episode by episode but we are a little bit more experienced now and we're gonna give you a higher a little bit of a higher level version (laughs) than we did previously because we're not trying to do two hours so delora my friend, let's go back to Paris for episode one. Let's. Emily is still in the thick of her confusion over our season one cliffhanger. Her rendezvous with Gabriel, who was supposed to be moving, but will be staying and opening his restaurant thanks to Antoine Lambert. Camille has no clue and is wondering how to handle his stay as well after their breakup. Emily decides to proceed with a romantic weekend to Saint-Tropez with Matthew, a client of Savoir, to distract. But unfortunately, Matthew overhears a call with Gabriel on the train, who apparently stayed for Emily in Paris, and Matthew dips. How would you feel about Emily's love life to start the season? 
it was really messy and she was having very loud conversations on the phone talking <laughs> to an going on vacation with one man and talking about like to your point a rendezvous with another man I'm just like this this was messy this is what I didn't enjoy her mixing business and pleasure like there there were so many so many examples where her antics almost you know cost her that check and I was stressing out my next question was was she playing with fire by following Sylvie's lead and dating clients especially their biggest at Savoir which is Pierre Cadeau oh absolutely it was a mess I I wouldn't recommend it but again I'm very much an American (laughs) you know we are supposed to separate business you know with our relationships obviously humanity of it all that doesn't always happen but it's not necessarily culturally um, acceptable here like it may be elsewhere specifically peers friends what have you I just felt like she needed better game if she was going to do all this (laughs) She's being a player. She needs to be a pimp out here in this world. No, I agree about the mixing. phones. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) I agree with the mixing of business and pleasure, especially Emily's case, because her head wasn't right. She's using this as an opportunity to get away from the messiness that she's Mm -hmm. caused with the Gabrielle and Kami situation. And you should not be doing that with a business client who is genuinely interested in you. That was foolish. But I will say, I thought it was interesting that they had it to where he overheard and then left. Cause I was like, well, damn, (laughs) I don't let you um, on the train. What what was he supposed to do? You know what I mean? I mean, Drake, know yourself, know your worth. I'm not blaming him. (laughs) I'm just like, well, damn, Emily, you really stepped in at this time, girl. But yeah, I think it was just, it was unwise of her to play this game, especially because she's not on Sylvie's level, right? Sylvie's been playing this game for a long time. Very long time. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, Miss Mindy has a new gig performing at a drag club. Well, kind of. Her work permit is expired. So she's La Dame PP. In episode two, Kami and Mindy come to San Tropez to join Emily, who further stepped into some ish work-wise when she allows Pierre Cadeau's biggest nemesis to take photos with a branded product and spread it on social media. What do you think about Emily insisting on working during this trip, even when all her coworkers are saying it's against the law to work in France on weekends? I think they were trying to play in, again, the Americanism, you know, how we are. Americans are less likely to take sick time. Frankly, we're not even given enough sick time. (laughs) Uh, Talk about pregnancy. Um, At my last job, when I was pregnant and my client, they were French, they, they have time before delivery and time after the delivery for women you know, and their jobs, and then they're able to come back and be whole healthy people. Whereas it's some foreign concept here to have even paid maternity leave for both Mm -hmm. women and men. So yeah, I think they were just playing up, you know, good American apple pie work ethic. (laughs) 
<laughs> think that they make Emily go a little bit overboard though. I'm like, girl, you are on a trip to San Tropez and all you can think about is work. Maybe for her, it's just such a good distraction. It's something it she can her. control. Because yeah. as we even saw in season one, she's a control freak. She likes to create yeah. calendars and charts and have some level of control over her life. So maybe in that regard, but I Googled, there really is a law in France against employers contacting employees yeah. during weekends or after work hours. So yeah, guys, if you're wondering, if you didn't Google it yourself, that's a real thing. So that's why we need to move over there. Ashley. <laughs> well, you already have a, a head start on me because at least you can speak some of the language. I'd be <laughs> coming over there hot like Emily, like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and of course, it's so much faster and lower than what you get in your like educational videos and audios. <laughs> hilarious we get to see yet another side to sylvie who is also in san tropez surprise surprise as it turns out she's married to the manager of the beach club laron g i love the sylvie surprises were you actually surprised that sylvie's been married all this time especially given her entanglement with antoine last season i was not surprised (laughs) at all i was like this is an og Okay, who knows how to play the game properly? She, it was a big deal for her to be scandalous and the other woman for years or what have you. But she's the one with the husband too. Like, of course (laughs) she is. Of course she's married. She's so fascinating. I feel like we get so many layers peeled back just slowly with Sylvie, and I love it so much. She, I really did enjoy her character more this year. Obviously, we got a chance to see more of her, but she exactly. was she was very interesting, you know, like free, more free spirited than I guess I anticipated. I mean, it's one thing to have an affair with your client. It's another thing to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. Again, not surprised, but she just, gee, she really is. She was living her best life, too. As far as our other two ladies, even though Kami is trying to move on from Gabrielle and get some strange on their night out, she confesses to Emily. Not strange. Oh my God. (laughs) She confesses to Emily. She's still in love with him. And Mindy is missing her dad after hearing he was recently in San Tropez, but didn't even contact her. At this point, I had almost forgotten that Mindy went against her parents and family's wishes to live the life she really wanted to live. That was sad. Yeah. And for me, I was like, oh, it's official, official, right? Like this isn't just all words. These are real actions where you were literally maybe a good 45 minutes of where I, you know, where I am and you didn't pick up the phone. I mean, honestly, I'd be feeling some kind of way when people be driving down 75. I'm like, you know, I live off of 75. (laughs) You could just say, hi, we have a house, but okay. Well, I live in one of the biggest tourist destinations in the country, but I still have plenty of people who have never been down here to see me. So I feel you. I understand. But it hurts different when it's your parent, because if nobody else fucks with you, my parents should be, they should be reaching out to me. You know, it's supposed to be that 
unconditional love and how you just gonna roll up to San Tropez and I got to hear from the receptionist what's up sister that um right. you know you out here living your best life and didn't contact me I felt some type of way as well for Mindy so mm-hmm. in episode three we're celebrating Emily's birthday with a dinner party hosted by Mindy this one much better than in season one where she didn't know anybody and mm-hmm. Emily who is on a mission to reunite Gabrielle and Kami best laid plans to Laura while apologies were made and reconciliation looked promising between the two, Kami discovered the truth when she looked at that cast iron skillet girl and Gabrielle's initials were on that damn skillet. Yep. She made it known as they were wrapping up the party and even tossed that sucker in the toilet. Do you feel like Kami was justified or do you feel like she led to conclusions before she got the full story? I feel like when it, when it comes to Kami, that woman intuition was strong, okay? And she was like, there are too many coincidences here, okay? And I am sick, 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 yo. She was already, those spidey senses were already tingling about that skillet. It was already tingling. And she brought it up too many times before because she felt Saudi about it, right? Because he was, that was his prized possession, right? Uh, what I, this is what I did not enjoy for season two. All of season one, Emily pining for Gabrielle. She and then, oh my goodness, his girlfriend's amazing. We're all friends. And now you, you get it. It's the quote unquote best sex of your life. And you're actively trying to get him back with his girlfriend. Like she's she trying did- to assuage her guilt. That's all I think about it because obviously the chemistry is still there. Obviously, well, the connection I- is there. And he I didn't get her. a chance to enjoy that. I didn't get a chance to enjoy that because you know me, I am the romance person, you know, like I, <laughs> I love this stuff and you, you love it too, but you sometimes go along with it for me. So I appreciate that <laughs> for that, Ashley. Um, but seriously, I didn't even get a chance to really enjoy her connections. And then the other thing that's going to come up later on in the season, I, I didn't enjoy it. You know, I didn't know who I was rooting for, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we talked about this previously with this series. As soon as I found out that that was Kami's boyfriend, the shipping of their relationship died for me because Mm. it was almost like the reason why in power for those who watch power, they introduced his affair in episode two. I didn't even in the whole series, I didn't even get a chance to get to know ghosts, to enjoy ghosts before you're giving me this moral dilemma that forces me to decide is he a good guy or a bad guy Mm. beyond the drugs. Yeah. So the same with this, you're immediately putting such a barrier in the way, uh, which is Kami. She's so lovely. She was always there for Emily. She was so open and warm that no, I cannot actively root against her. And for me, Emily became wrong as soon as she continued to act on those feelings once she knew that that was Kami's man. It's not like you and Kami are acquaintances. She spills her whole heart out to you about this man. Yep. And y'all, mm-mm, nah. 
that's where you lost me, baby. That's where you lost me. So no, it was no longer something I could root for either, Delora. So one of my favorite scenes in this episode was Luke taking Emily to lunch for her birthday at a cemetery. Girl. (laughs) Which he said he does every year for his own birthday. birthday. You have any birthday traditions that others might find odd? Ooh. No, it's not odd, but there's an endearing tradition in my family. Like my mom and dad both call and they sing happy birthday to me. And we do that for everybody's birthday. Like we have, you know, come together and sing. So, but no, nothing odd in that way. I mean, I don't mean to get deep, but I feel like I, I've been thinking of it about death more than I think I've ever had in my life mm-hmm. uh and, and now that I'm in you know adulthood and losing grandparents and things like that uh it just hits you it, it just hits you differently and yeah. we kind of talked about that in our uh hot topics last week and so I'm not saying I'm running away from it <laughs> but I don't think I would purposely put myself um, in a position to contemplate it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like I'm, I'm, I'm busy trying to live, yeah. live my life. You know, <laughs> I can tell you, I think I'm on the exact same wave. Cause even just turning a year older, when I tell you there are days where I feel like I used to just rush through in my mind because I'm trying to get to the next thing. I'm trying to get to the next whatever major milestone coming up is for me, whether that's work-related, personal, a vacation, whatever. You know, your mind just kind of is looking forward to that already. When I tell you I have enjoyed every hour of these last 12 days of January, because I'm like, girl, you better stop rushing your life. We don't know how much longer we got. (sighs) So I'm with you. I am really starting to try to absolutely absorb and live in all these moments of life from the big to the small because you just never know so me and Luke are on different pages I mean with that that. very true and two more things like even even when it comes to health and quality of health it's like oh I thank God at this very moment I am not in any type of pain (laughs) not in any type of discomfort Mm -hmm. all of my organs are functioning like thank you Jesus because that is a blessing you know for sure Um, chronic pain is a huge issue in this country it really is it really is and um and I, I and I say that from understanding what you know family members and things go through you know but again culturally when it comes to uh everybody but americans for the most part they're not afraid of a unhappy ending right they're not afraid of having you know the the tough conversations you remember at the end of the movie he was like all their love is together forever but they're dead and their bones were crushed into dust like you know what i mean like we like the warm and fuzzy happily ever after i blame walt disney i'm just kidding i'm sure it's just you know it's just cultural differences but yeah back to the birthdays i'm not on luke's same page we're trying to live these last not last we're trying to live these years to the fullest delora so let's move on Again, really one last thing with the don't look up thinking about 22,000 years from now. It's like, oh, my brain can't even go that far. So let me, let me do me now. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Who's going to be relevant? Who's going to be relevant in 22,000 years from now? 
I don't, I don't need it. Um, in episode four, as Emily is trying to make amends with both Kami personally and professionally, because remember her family, their champagne is an account of savoir. She's still struggling with her French, even being held back in class, which is understood even better later in the episode with the painful letter she writes Kami. That was hilarious. Unfortunately, her first classmate pairing was with a klepto, but the second with Alfie from England is rather promising. Mindy gets an offer she can't refuse to leave La Dame Pipi behind and join a band with a couple guys singing around the city. Busking, which I didn't even know was a word, wasn't exactly, never heard of it, wasn't exactly what she had in mind. But again, one can forget that Mindy comes from money. I thought she was going to lay hands on that mime. And again, back to that bodysuit, that bodysuit was everything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. As we hit the midway mark in the season with episode five, Emily is tasked with handling press for the opening of Antoine and Gabrielle's new restaurant and has yet another slip with him for a moment while taking pics for social. We just talked about this, Delora, but after all this happened, is this a couple that you're ever hoping will get together? Emily and Gabrielle? Mm -hmm. No, no, I don't know. Again, when it comes to Emily's romantic side, I'm having a hard time because she be getting so many dudes and I'm not saying she's not cute, but I, I'm not, I'm not picking up what she's putting down apparently. And so for me, the Camille um, aspect of that love triangle is a major factor to where even though their chemistry was very palpable. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. You mentioned that that letter was funny to you. I wanted to punch her in the face. Like <laughs> I did not find that funny at all. I'm like, sis, what are you doing? And you're sending letters with your company head. Like this is where mixing business and personal seems like a very bad idea. Um, Camille could sue her or could, could sue Savoir probably like oh your employee is harassing me because guess what she my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> well it's France so thankfully I don't think she was gonna go that route but to your point the business and the pleasure has been mixed all along because again she brought Kami in as a client so already I mean it was, it's just so messy but so yeah, messy. no, I'm, I'm not, I'm still not rooting for them. Meanwhile, she's also getting closer to classmate Alfie speaking to the fact that she just be landing dudes left and right. Alfie is a Parisian cynic. Delora, you've been to Paris. Did you share any of his views on Paris being overhyped? No, <laughs> no, it was my moment. I had studied it for many years when I was studying the language in high school. So to finally get there, I was ready. I was ready. And I've had girlfriends who've gone and said that they felt like the food was gross and it was stinky and all that. And that was just not my experience. Our experience was very magical, very, you know, I'm a history buff, so very educational. So it was, it was a lot of fun. I have to say though, uh, when we went to France and then we went to uh, Europe, my husband did say that he preferred the UK over France. And I, and I felt like, well, you would say that cause he didn't know any French and 
for me, the UK just seemed like another city. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it wasn't like, different enough from American culture for you. Exactly. Like culturally, Canada. <laughs> like, like fun fact, you cannot eat in between breakfast and dinner. Like nothing is open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and they have large dinners and that's a thing. And so just stuff like that, like you felt the cultural difference outside of the language. Whereas in the UK, it was like, yeah, this is cool. There's Big Ben and there's history there too, but it, the feel of it was just much different and yeah. more familiar. I can understand that. Again, Alfie being from UK and living already being in Europe, I'm sure it's a difference in perspective, but his perspective did not dissuade me because I'm definitely going to make it to Paris at some point in my life. So um, Kami tells her parents about her love life shenanigans and her mother gets very involved in a plan to help her get back together with Gabrielle, starting with putting Emily back on their account and Kami inviting her to lunch to bury the hatchet included was a packed to never be with Gabrielle. Highlight of the episode for me was Mindy singing Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend at a Savoir client party. Also, her love connection with her bandmate who she thought was gay. Yeah. So two things to that. This is where I stopped liking Kami because I knew immediately when they made the pact not to bang Gabrielle that that was a lie from the pit of hell it made her seem manipulative for the first time and i the fact that emily didn't pick up on the obvious was very surprising to me well maybe not because she's oblivious 99 (laughs) percent of the time um i'm gonna get my attitude together i promise uh when it goes she didn't know i just think she felt you know have you ever felt so guilty about something that your guilt overrides your judgment Because I've done that before, where I will feel so bad about something that I'll put myself in a position to lose, even though I be just because I feel so bad. Mm. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I just can't think of an example right now. But no, I, I understand what you're saying. That's a great point, Ashley. But one of the highlights of this entire season, entire season, has been Mindy singing like sis can really sing like yes she can I don't think we got enough of her voice in season one for me to really appreciate it but I mean I was blown away this season by yes. her vocal ability very impressed yes I can't wait to get to the the, the last yep. song because that's yep. such a hit for me yep. but yeah again Diamonds Are Girl's Best Friend first of all I love that song I love Marilyn Monroe when she sang yeah. it as well but Mindy just is the light of my life on the show. So I love every time I get to see her on screen. In episode six, Sylvie becomes entangled with a young photographer from that same client party. At this point, I feel like both Sylvie and Mindy need a spinoff. I find them much more interesting than Emily. (laughs) At Gabrielle's restaurant opening, he and Antoine butt heads over the vibe and atmosphere of the restaurant with Gabrielle even storming out momentarily. Both Kami and Emily were there to help to find middle ground. The lack of communication prior was glaring, Delora. Was Gabrielle unprofessional or was Antoine inconsiderate? Ooh, I felt like their egos just got in the way, ultimately. I think 
I was surprised to see such a disconnect in the understanding of the vibe of the restaurant, whether it's going to be, you know, a dine-in experience versus a club. Like, mm-hmm. you would think that would be in the one-on-one conversation, right? <laughs> That's the foundation of everything. And, you know, some of the solutions to these episodes can be very elementary sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> How about we get the best of both worlds? Dine in until 11, club until whenever, you know? And so um, I was just annoyed that for something that Gabrielle has worked his whole life for, he would be so quickly dismissive of such an amazing opportunity. Like that felt a little disingenuous to me in terms of opportunity and reality, because I felt like they just wanted to give opportunity for these two women to have this hero moment. Yeah, but the uh, the the miscommunication I could definitely see happening where, you know, Gabrielle was assuming my food is the highlight of this night, right? My yeah. chef skills, and yet Antoine is looking at it. Well, this is falling into the portfolio of what I do, and what I yeah. do is I give people a good time. Yeah, fun, fresh, sexy. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, the night was a success, as mm-hmm. we see. So the men were able to come to an agreement, and we can move forward. In episode seven, it's a heat wave. Would you have survived the no AC heat wave of this episode? Because personally, I didn't realize that some Parisians were anti-AC. And I'm glad for that knowledge because I would not be traveling there in the summer. Oh, yeah. Several years ago, it was so bad. Um, a, A lot of their buildings are older, right? And some of them still had tin roofs. So the heat wave, it it was a big deal. Like it it probably was maybe a good 10 years ago. I don't know what's been done since, but I mean, again, goes with the culture and you got to do what you got to do. It's not like you can have all these outlets and things like that in these very old, it's an old city, Ashley, you know, so you got to have some such history, but I'm gonna need that AC. If it's artificial, whatever, Luke. I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm smelling fresher than you. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> you know me, I prefer to be cold over hot any day. So yeah, that will well, be, people lose their issue. minds when they're hot too. You just, I mean, it's a whole different attitude when you, when you hot. So you can mm-hmm. liar when you're cold, you know what I mean? Like give me layers. <laughs> now I will say I'm somebody who it takes a lot to make me that hot right like I don't mm. I that's why I moved to a warmer climate because I, yeah. I can do the 80s and the 90s but if you're talking no AC 80s and 90s that's a different lifestyle and I don't yeah. want to live it so that's just me also heating up was Mindy's love life with her bandmate and Emily's love triangle becomes a square when she and Alfie <laughs> add some extracurricular <laughs> activities to their partnership a little snafu with his phone when Emily thinks he's ghosting her but it was actually in the jacket pocket of his that she wore home had her in her feelings for a minute Laura were you team Alfie no I wasn't like I I was happy to see this handsome young man on the screen um but in terms of rooting for and don't get me wrong he in any other setting would be bae, right? Like <laughs> handsome. Accent. You know why you're not team Alfie? Because you think he's too good for her. That's what it is. <laughs> you think he can do better. <laughs> Tell the truth, Dolores. Tell the truth. You know that's it. You like, Emily, 
Yo, low you hanging can do fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't get the sauce. I'm not getting it. I, I just. All I kept thinking is how gross they probably were when they finally got together because they've been out and sweating. But I guess when that passion overtakes you, I guess. But why do you think it's fun? Okay, Delora, (laughs) we see how you roll. I love these little glimpses. Y'all don't even know. (laughs) Why do you think she lied to Gabrielle about his jacket when he busted her doing that walk of shame home in the morning? I don't know. Maybe she just didn't feel ready to tell him about her expanding her ori- her horizons. You know what I mean? Like, she, well, she also lied about Alfie being the reason she didn't want to be with him when he confronts her with that news. So, is she trying to still push him away and push him towards Kami? Yeah. Or is she yeah. lying even to herself? I think she's lying to herself. I think what Emily really needed to do was figure out what she wanted. It's either have the guy or have the the friendship, but you cannot have both, right? And mind you, it would mess up the dynamics between the girl trio situation she had going on with uh, Mindy and Kami, but she had to make some decisions that she wasn't willing to make. And so- Mess. One one thing I want to say too that I realized this season, I don't know if they said in the season one, but her and Gabrielle have been together for five years. That is a long time yes. to be with somebody for them to flip on a dime the way it seems yeah. like Gabrielle has. So one thing I can say is even if Emily did get with Gabrielle, when's the next Emily coming along? Am I gonna Ooh. be with you for five years too? And then some other little chick gonna turn your head? Just curious. And to be fair, I mean Kami deserved to have that level of you know people don't own people but you know it's like this has been my man respect (laughs) I know him we have history he knows my family like and you just come on a whim and blow up my whole spot thank you they also had her being the only one fighting for this relationship we didn't see Gabrielle putting in the same effort because he his mind was set on Emily you know Again, am I going to be with you for five years? Then the next little Emily going to come walking around? Just asking. He may be another Antoine. We don't know yet. He's still young. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) In episode eight, Alfie and Gabrielle are developing an unwelcome bromance. Anti-France Alfie even loved Gabrielle's French food. Or Delora, was he actually more of a frenemy since Gabrielle intentionally overserved him so he and Em couldn't go home and do some adult things? That's a mess. Again, to your point, for him and Kami to be together to be together for five years and him being so hung up on Emily, it just feels it feels wrong. It feels wrong. What does that say about him? That's what I'm saying. I, I'm looking at him more, way more sideways in season two than I even was in season one because I'm just thinking about how that potentially speaks to his character of just moving with the wind. Like, why did you make suddenly make this decision? And why are you not putting in more effort towards a relationship that you were in for so long? So I would love to know more about his psychology, but we don't get that in a light and fluffy bubblegum show like Emily in Paris. So speaking of frenemies, Emily headed back to Kami's family home for a promotion of their champagne that ended in her father cutting off the tip of his thumb. 
and her Girl. mother using it as an opportunity to manipulate Gabrielle into coming. Thoughts on Kami's mother's involvement? I almost wondered, was that on purpose? Him cutting off his freaking finger? Like, <laughs> I don't think the dad is on the same shenanigans as the mom because the mom. She didn't miss a beat. She said, you know, I think she it was not. really irresponsible of Emily to have him doing that. Yep. Mom's going to do what mom's going to do. Again, mom has been there because it's been five years. <laughs> and I can't say, you know, I'm not a fan of manipulation, but I can't no. say I blame the mom for having her daughter's back, right? And for seeing- That's what you expect. Mm-hmm, seeing the situation for what it is. So, you know, being ride or die, I can't blame you, mom. Sylvie ran into Antoine and his wife while out with her new boyfriend, Mm. new lover, whatever she wants to call it, and let it get to her momentarily, declining an invitation to meet his friends. What do you think of the ageism that was displayed? We talked about this a bit in season one, but the ageism and reactions to her relationship from Antoine to the waitress when she did actually go meet him and his friends, talking about what do you and your son want to eat? What do you think about that? Well, I think it's interesting because in French culture, that's not a big deal. Younger men are with older women all the time. Their president is a prime example of that. And which There's we talked been, about. Um, kings in the past, young man obsessed with his 40 year old lover. Like, <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm not understanding it from a French perspective because that's not a big deal like it is here right you think it was kind of an insertion of American culture into the storyline yes I do that makes sense and not everyone's like a Trump who trade in wives every and let me just say Sylvie's out here looking great and living her best life so that's what I'm saying and they're not big French women aren't big into the plastic surgery either. So like that obsession of youth and being young Mm -hmm. isn't prevalent over there. Yeah, she looks great. All right, let's wrap up the season. Episodes nine and 10, Delora. Madeline, boss, American boss from back in Chicago, decides to travel to Paris fully pregnant for an executive check-in and to deal with Sylvie, who she butted heads with, over new client Pelotech reaching into the Paris market, aka Peloton, because we all know what's really good. Yep. She wasn't playing on the business side. She, she came in hot, Delora, looking at the books, which I understood. But was it just me or did they make Madeline seem a bit tacky this season? I think it was power dynamics. I think she came in swinging her thing, the imaginary <laughs> thing um and putting it on the table literally like her taking her table making a mess I think all that is game power games honestly I'm glad you put that perspective out there because I couldn't get over the fact that I get that you're pregnant but sis you have business functions eating in people's faces she was getting some out of her teeth then shaking Antoine's wife's hand like yeah getting crumbs off herself like I could the outfits everything to me I was like why are they making me so tacky yeah because I don't appreciate that I'm like Madeline is an executive at a high-powered marketing firm in the state she should come in with a different level of professionalism well you know what's also interesting she was supposed to be the one who knew French and her French sucked (laughs) 
You notice that? <laughs> yeah, she was not great. She was not great. I mean, obviously better than Emily, but yeah. she was still not on par with understanding not just the language but again the culture you have a master's degree in French and you're telling me you don't better understand the culture okay yeah Mindy's crazy rich Asian secret is out after her bandmate Etienne who found out who she really is talks with a friend who is a journalist ruins things with the band and her boyfriend Benoit for a bit love their reconciliation song though that we talked about just a few ago that was a hit a certified bop ashley it was so good her vocally oh i cannot get over it but even the harmony like it gave me all the feels like i was like why is this not in my rotation on a playlist somewhere oh it's on mine i found it i'm a shazammer you know (laughs) and what's so funny was i was watching this over the christmas holiday and I was watching this in the background and my mom who had not watched any of the series, but she was like, that song sounds like it could be on the radio. And I'm like, it's a great song. It is truly a hit Mindy. Y'all did y'all thing. Y'all really did. Um, I was definitely team Alfie by the end of the season. When he heard about her and Gabrielle from Luke, he asked them straight out, kept it up thousand and even stayed past his assignment for work to be with her longer I loved him yeah uh I love all of that about Alfie like just let's keep it a buck okay yes. no need to be doing silent glances like am I here are you are we together this am is another I- time Delora I'm like insert me into this show I will gladly take that fine beautiful black man off your hands come on Darren come on let me go ahead and get in the cast for season three I'm ready anyway after further differences between Sylvie and Madeline due to Sylvie's sexual relations with clients and Madeline's insistence on getting Pierre Cadeau's nemesis on their client roster Sylvie Luke Julian and the entire Savoir office quit taking a couple of top clients with them. Emily is presented with a huge decision by the end of the season. Stick with the Gilbert group and Madeline, her mentor, or accept Sylvie's offer to join her in her new company. What a huge change up from season one and the way that the French staff at Savoir felt about her. Absolutely. To wrap, just as she was about to tell Gabrielle, she was in love with him. Delora, she pops up to find that Kami is moving in with him and she is crushed cliffhanger on her decision. I put in my notes, don't make a permanent decision off of a temporary emotion. Delora, what should Emily do? Well, the show is called Emily in Paris. So I think she should go with the Paris group. I think that would be interesting to see her cut all ties to America in that Mm -hmm. way but if she decides to stay with her mentor it's also going to be interesting to see her building up an office and competing against her friends exactly that'll be juicy Mm -hmm. that'll be really juicy but I, I can't see her outsmarting them though like I But Emily's so good at her job. Like that's one thing that I have not said. 
And that should be noted. As annoying as people may find Emily, as much of a workaholic as she is, Emily is very good at her job. So I could fully see her helping Madeline to build it back up. But what I am going to say is that as much as I value loyalty, because I truly do, I think it's time for a change. After we spend more time with Madeline this season, I just worry that Emily is going to be stifled if she continues with her. Remember that whole speech Madeline gave about molding people to what you want them to be? Yes, yes. I want Emily to become who she's meant to be, not who Madeline wants her to be. True. And I feel like she'll have much more latitude and flexibility if she follows and goes with Sylvie and that crew. So I'm with you. I want her to move on to the French firm. Do you have any final thoughts on Emily in Paris season two? It was, it was definitely a fun, light, fluffy ride, especially over the holiday season. Yeah. I'm still confused about her love life. I mean, she's had some gym of some, of some guys and then, they've come and gone, you know, and I just, I will say, I do wish to see Alfie again. Yes. I I hope he's just not in the rotation because he could be a, a potential keeper for sure, you know, but yeah, th- that's my final season. I just want better fashion and <clears throat> let's not forget people are actively speculating whether or not Samantha is going to pop up. In Emily, in, Emily in Paris but because she's only in London you mm-hmm. know what I mean and yep. Darren Starr is the same same creator of the I'm show. just curious if she has beef I mean we know she has beef with SJP but does she have beef with anybody else who worked on Sex in the City we don't I know would, I would suspect that she did because I mean granted SJP being a very <laughs> the staple of the show Karen. but I I would imagine the way people treated her played a role into that as well. You know what I mean? The difference between the two. So it it might not just be SJP. (laughs) Yeah, but it would be fun to see such a crossover. And to your point, I would love to see more of Alfie. God, I would love to see more of that man. I had seen him previously (laughs) in a movie called Trust. And he was a very different character than he is in this. I think he's such a sweet, good guy. I want to see him succeed no matter whether he stays with Emily or not Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, finding what he wants to find. And I'm just curious of what we're going to do with Miss Emily. You know, again, we talked about this in season one. They love to do this will they, won't they. And now that we have two more seasons, are we going to keep playing this game with Gabrielle? Can we move on? Like, I really don't want to keep playing this game you know, with the three of them, I'm over it already at the end of season two. So let's move forward. Let's find some new horizons and some new exciting adventures. And I'm excited to continue to explore, you know, Paris, because I do think as the seasons progress, we're going to get so much more of that local feel and perspective. I already saw that they're going to continue to shoot there. So I'm looking forward to sticking with it. I binged this so quick when it dropped on the, the day before my birthday. I binged it between that night and my birthday. I finished the whole series. Oh, wow. Yes, wow. I was, girl, I was watching it on my phone and everything. I was like, oh, hold on. I got to hurry and finish this show. Oh, quick. man. Yeah, I loved it. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. And Lily Collins, you know, congratulations on your marriage and congratulations on yes. the success of, you know, Emily in Paris, especially behind the scenes. You know, that's huge. That's a big deal. So it is. 
good for you, sis. And I love this cast. So y'all keep doing y'all thing. I'm following a lot of y'all on social now. So Delora, that is it for our recap of Emily in Paris season two, girl. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you continue to enjoy Yay. the series as well. And Delora, let's get into these hidden gems for the week. What you got for the people? All right. I have three this week and they're all television shows. So the first, we've talked about this in our previous conversations Grand Crew, the new NBC sitcom um, starring an all-Black cast. It's like NBC's, I I was going to say Black Friends, but we all know Friends came from Living Single, so (laughs) how about that? (laughs) But this show is male-focused, so there are four african-american men leads and one woman or actually they're two women but the you know most notable is nicole buyer but this show is pleasant like i love it because it shows uh black men in the light that i know them i know them to be you know goofy fun-loving professional good at their jobs non- I don't want to say non-threatening because that's a triggering word, but they're they're Layered. just being themselves. You know what I mean? Human they're beings. not they're not thugs, they're not pimps, they're not players. One loves rom-coms and wants to be in one. The <laughs> other is um, you know, the professional guy who's really good at his work, trying to find love. Um, and the other one is actually married to a high-powered woman and just seeing their dynamics and for example the more recent episode talked about uh black men in therapy yay yay <laughs> like that was <laughs> one of the things we talked about so cute and one of the guys was attracted to his therapist it, it's just it's a pleasant show I'm glad you're highlighting this because I'm gonna have to give it another shot me and my cousin started the series while she was here and she was like Ashley this is weird and so we never we didn't keep on with it it got better it, okay. it really it gets better it really does another television show my hidden gems isn't quite hidden because it is a major hit for ABC and that is Abbott Elementary mm-hmm. it is so good like to the point where I'm actively looking forward to it each week Ashley I've watched all the episodes there's only been three multiple times you realize this is your second time highlighting it as a hidden gem so clearly she loves this show I love it too I'm not gonna lie the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I think it was just the first episode and I was just very impressed by it but I don't want to, I don't want it to be overhyped, but every episode is such a gem and I had such a difficult week this week. And when I got a chance to sit down and watch it, it was the highlight of my evening. And so excellent job, Quinta. I'm loving the dynamic between her and Tyler James Williams and principal Ava is a mess. (laughs) And I love it. And of course, the great Shirley Ralph is doing the the damn thing. So a lot of fun. And my final hidden gem this week. So what inspired this one is, you know, the recent passing of the great Betty White. I was going through her, you know, TV shows and movies just to see what I've seen and what I hadn't. And 
the golden palace was one of them it was a spinoff of the iconic golden girls show um but it only features three of the golden girls rose sophia and blanche but we have don Cheadle and chi um who they were all together on this sitcom in 1992 mind you i was less than 10 (laughs) at this point but I both. didn't know this was a thing. And so when I saw that Hulu released, I was like, come through Hulu with the hidden gems. I told you we were on the exact same page. I'm on like episode six. So. Yes. <laughs> and so watching it was just a thrill. And Betty was such, so, I mean, all of them amazing. But, you know, Betty was a true, true talent in comedy and she will be missed. And this is just, you know, comfort food for the soul i am literally watching can't hear because obviously we're recording the golden girls season one right now so all right miss you betty all right my hidden gems my first one is a holdover from the holidays which is making it which is an nbc show i watched season three on hulu so i need to find seasons one and two it's a makers competition I really enjoyed this. Hosts are Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. So all you Parks and Rec lovers like me, you'll really get a kick out of this. It's fun. It's creative. It's colorful. All the things. I love a good competition show. This one really caught me because I had never seen a makers and I love to see people make things. And so I got really excited when I saw this and I want this barn, like this barn that they have that they is their workshop. I need that in my future backyard because I just love it. I want it to be my she shed. So a little inspiration from that show. Loved it. That is making it. Again, it's NBC show season three. I know at least is available on Hulu. My second hit in gym, The Great, which stars both Elle Fanny and Nicholas Holt, who were nominated for Golden Globes for their roles. Didn't realize that before I started it. Uh, based around Catherine the Great uh, of Russia, two seasons I'm halfway through season two and it has been a hell of a ride if you like period comedy dramas love 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 this may be right up your alley and Delora I know this is your that this is your genre especially so especially (laughs) two catch-up series for my final hidden gems which is euphoria season two if you guys haven't seen that premiere yet oh lord child it is a lot so I am nervous guided for what the rest of the season looks like and then search party a previous hidden gem of mine they just released their fifth and final season and this ish took a turn so you know stick with it it's really a genre bending series where they kind of switch up every single season kind of thematically what they want to do and it went out on an interesting note I will say that so Delora that's all I have for hidden gems and that's all we have this week for our episode go ahead breaking news while we're recording jason momoa lisa bonet have broken up no after 16 years together almost five years married i'm not even gonna digest that i'm gonna let that sit guys Let's wrap this episode, Dora, and then I can go look out on these internets. Guys, I'm I'm on vacation, so we will not have a new episode on Thursday, but we will post a revisit of a previous recap. Delora, yes. what are we revisiting for the people? One night in Miami. Oh, yeah. Taking it back 
to February 2021. This is basically just a taste for you guys starting us off for Black History Month. Obviously, we just celebrated MLK's birthday. So that'll be dropping on Tuesday, the 25th. And then we will be back with a new episode chatting about headlines and hot topics, which we'll have to broach this breaking news today at that point in time. And that will drop on Thursday, January 27th. So Delora, I love you so much. And guys, I'll see you then. Love you, Ashley. Bye.